0: Pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny.
1: Welcome to Gun Funny, episode 306. Today, I'm going to chat with Jim Cannon, aka 22LR Marksman, discuss the latest court battle on Oregon's mag ban, and highlight the new Romeo X series from Six Sauer. I'm your host, Abel Flannell. Jim, how are you doing today?
2: I'm great. Happy birthday.
1: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, guys. So (laughs) tomorrow is my birthday, but when this show comes out, my birthday will have already passed by like two days. Hopefully, you know, hopefully I have a good birthday. But tonight, tonight I'm excited because I'm having dinner with, so my dad and my sister are going to be there and... For those who may or may not know, so I, like after my mom passed away, like 11 years ago, like I think with any death and especially when it's like the person who holds the family together, like they're the glue, I didn't really talk to my dad and my sister like that much, like it's been off and on, but we are getting along. And so they're going to be there tonight along with some friends. And I'm excited because it's been a while since I've had like everyone together So, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm excited for that. And then I think tomorrow I'm going to go to the botanical gardens because it's something that I've been wanting to do, especially now that it's the summer and I'm like obsessed with plants and flowers and stuff like that. And then maybe just do some other things in Denver. But
2: I've heard on your 25th birthday, you start becoming obsessed with plants. So, there
1: you go. (laughs) Okay. Well, then I've got 12 years of experience with plants. (laughs) Oh, man. I hate. Like, I don't know, I think I'm at this age now where when I get older, I kind of like as you, I don't know, maybe you're like me when like as you get another year older, like do you start like thinking about your life and you're like, okay, like time's actually going by a little quicker than I anticipated and am I like where I want to be and is there any changes that I should make? And I know for me personally, like now I'm kind of wondering, I'm like, do I want to get married and have a kid? And if I do, I need to figure that out soon because like, really, I mean, even now I'm 37, like I'll turn 37 tomorrow. And like, even that is a little, most doctors will kind of frown upon you being in your late thirties for having a kid. So I
2: I think I definitely do reflect every year. Of course, I just turned 40 in May. So I I had a huge reflection time, um, as we all do, but I agree I think it's it, it kind of puts perspective in like how much time we have left and and all that I mean I don't mean to be sad and well, <laughs> downer but I do but think I, I go sir
1: I mean I do think that this is something that people should think about I mean I think that there'd be you know questions if you didn't think about this and I think it's good to reflect on this so that you know because I'm a firm believer that if your life's going in a direction that you don't like, you can stop it and you can change you know mm-hmm. you can make Absolutely. changes. Oh, yeah, I think
2: I've I've seen that that thing advertised on social media. It's like a a poster board type of thing, and you can like fill in like a dot, and each dot represents a week, and it's like the average lifespan. And I'm like, I do not want to own that. That's so depressing to me. I know. <laughs> but I, you know, I have two little girls, and they're seven and three, and it really gets real when you have kids because you're like, man, like my wife's father died three years ago, and you know, she only had him until she was like, about your age, 37, 36, I think. Wow. And it's just like, holy crap. Like I, th- we have so much, you know, it's, it's such a finite time we have. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a good reflection now.
1: I know. Yeah. <laughs> it just sucks. It sucks that we have a time limit on things, you know, that we don't live forever, which I don't know if I would want to live forever, especially if, if you get older and it's like <laughs> things already yeah. hurt now. So I can only <laughs> imagine, but it does, you know. I don't know. So I have some thinking to do. But in the meantime, I am excited. Like, I know there's a lot of women out there that lie about their age, or they don't want people to know how old they are. I've never really cared that much. And if anything, I think people are just like, oh, okay, like you look good for your age, you know? My mom, she was kind of smart. She used to say, she's like, tell people that you're actually older than you are, because then people are going <laughs> to be like, oh, wow, she looks really good for her age, as opposed to me being like, yeah, guys, I'm going to turn 21. And they're like, oh, okay, you look a little looks like you've had a rough life (laughs) so she took the yeah so she took the opposite route so i was like that's kind of genius in a way too
2: That's i mean if you say you're younger they're like oh man like that's been yeah they're like they're like
1: what kind of drugs did you do as a teenager (laughs) Yeah. yeah
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and then, guys, if you're wondering why does my voice sound like crap, I still have this freaking cold that I picked up in California. It's probably some stupid liberal virus that I got, I don't know.
2: <laughs> but, you got some California on you. <laughs> I know.
1: But I, like, I'm like. i never sick. And if I am sick, it's like maybe I'll have a few cold symptoms, but I like fight it off like within 24 hours. And this has been like day 9 or 10, and it just keeps lingering, which I finally broke down, and I took my first COVID test. And it was like one of those at-home COVID tests that my friend had because I didn't order any of the free tests that they were giving. But I don't have COVID. I don't know. Who knows? Although, well, aren't,
2: aren't those tests like 30% accurate or something like that?
1: <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I wouldn't even, yeah. Like who even knows what COVID is at this point, right? Because everybody right. had different symptoms and stuff. And it's just, Yeah. I don't know. It's weird, too, because you don't really hear about COVID anymore. I'm like, is anybody even still getting COVID? And wouldn't that be my luck that it's been three years in and now I get COVID?
2: <laughs> well, someone, I just came back from Seattle last night and I saw masks everywhere. So it apparently is still in Seattle. So oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. All right, guys. So before we start with the show and talking about, you know, everything that Jim does, I wanted to talk about BSF barrels real quick. I just finally changed out the barrels on my 308s with BSF barrels, and it was pretty easy, although just make sure that when you guys are doing that, that you have the correct gas block, because the gas block is the, I'm trying to think, it's either the middle, the 875, or the 93 something. Or 6. Yeah, but I didn't have the right gas block, and so I had to go to a local gun shop, and Thankfully, they hooked me up because the one that I bought, they were kind of expensive. They were like $100 each. But anyways, finally changed that out. So I'm really excited to try it out and just kind of compare the difference in accuracy between the old barrels, which I've already documented. I shot and my grouping wasn't really that great. It was at 100 yards. But we're also talking about the barrels that I changed out. One was a complete AR-10 from Palmetto State Armory. So we're talking about like pretty low end. And then the other one was a build that I put together, the receivers from Arrow Precision, but I mean, it has like a bunch of different types of parts. So I'm thinking if anything, that one would have shot better, but it was still, it wasn't like the greatest grouping. So now I'm going to try out and see, you know, the difference that the barrels make, if any but I kind of have a feeling that it probably will just because of all the good stuff that I've heard about it. So if you guys are looking for a barrel that not only works really well, but also looks cool, I love the carbon fiber look. Definitely check out BSF Barrels. That's B-S is in Sam, F is in Frank, barrels.com. And don't forget to use the code ELITE15. That's all one word, E-L-I-T-E-1-5 for 15% off your entire order.
0: Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry.
1: All right. So, Jim, so recently we got to meet each other in person, Mm -hmm. which I was going to say, it's the first time that we've met, and it was in Utah at the Shoe event, and I'm pretty sure... I'm trying to think what was I doing? I was getting hot chocolate. It was that night when we were doing like yeah. the night shooting and maybe I was taking selfies or something, something stupid. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I, well, that sounds like you probably.
1: <laughs> so, and you so, were just like, really? you like photobombed my selfie or something. I don't totally I, remember.
2: <laughs> okay. So I believe at the shoot event, I was there with two buddies who were helping with my, my, business booth Uh and they they just geek out on this stuff so they fly in and help me out and they have night vision but i sold them and i have night vision and so someone just tapped us on the shoulder and said go over there and get a hot chocolate and so we go and get in line behind these three crazy ladies (laughs) and you were one of them (laughs) and i think it was officer kk and rachel um b rachel b uh, i was the the third and I think it was like a selfie and we just kind of, you know, ducked down behind your, your heads and just got in it. And then we started talking and I realized, Oh my gosh, I know of all three of you, you know, outside of just being in person. So that was, that was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. Well also, cause it was like pitch black where we were like, it yes. wasn't even like, Oh, there was like a few, you know, other than, um, like there's a food truck that was giving out hot chocolates. Like you couldn't see anything. And yeah which I mean, I guess was cool, but like for the people who weren't wearing night vision, I was just like, I couldn't even make out people that were like a few feet in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so like when I ran into you and you let me try out your night vision, I thought that was awesome. This was the first time that I've actually really like tried out night vision and you were nice enough to, you know, let me put on your night vision. I was like, dude, this is freaking mind blowing. Like it was really cool. And then after that, we got on a Jeep and... They took us like through, you know, like the little grass area where mm-hmm. there was like some hills and stuff. And they gave us full auto airsoft guns. And there was people like hiding in the bushes, which didn't they volunteer you to do that?
2: So I was begging to do that. And in hindsight, I was like, you know what? That doesn't sound like that much fun, actually. Cause I heard from guys after this that said they got like absolutely pelted, pelted with yes. airsoft. And they had like no, maybe like not the best protection. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess they didn't have night vision. The shooters in the, the Razors did. So oh. it maybe it was a good thing I didn't go in there. So.
1: Oh, I didn't even know that they didn't have night vision. Okay. So
2: at least one of them told me that. But I guess they, here's the thing too. They, they were shooting at a vehicle with headlights on. Yeah. And I, when I got in the Razor with my group, I turned the headlights off because I was like, why are we having headlights? We have night vision on. This is the coolest thing ever. Right. So we, we all were our own night vision and went around and we, Plastered those guys. It was pretty awesome because we could see them really easily. See, yeah. And they couldn't see a thing. That's <laughs> so hilarious. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I did kind of question the safety of things when I got hit with a yeah. cheek and I got freaking <laughs> hit hard. Like it, it left a welt on my cheek for like four days. And yeah, it looked like I got like some weird like injection or something in my cheek and
2: (laughs) Free charge, right? (laughs) Yeah. And
1: luckily the next day we were going home. So there was no more like content, you know, being filmed. Right. But then I was just like, wait a minute. My nods only go over and like cover so much of my eyes. And then my ears are exposed. And I like started freaking out midway. And I was like, this just became really unsafe. Like, what if I lose an eye or an ear or it gets, you know, up in my nostril or something? Well, yeah.
2: easily just hit you on the side of the eye, too. I mean, it's not like those are protecting yeah. the side of your eyeball. Too. Exactly. So, no, yeah. so mine
1: didn't go all the way down to, like, seal over my eyes. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it was kind of, I just, yeah. like, had a freak out moment. So, luckily, nobody was hurt. But
2: <laughs> yeah. anyways. As I recall, too, Rachel got pretty hurt, too, didn't she?
1: Yeah, she went into the shoot house, and they were shooting, like, little Orbeez, and they shot, like, really up close, so she got, like, really pelted you know like if you guys have ever played paintball and somebody like turned up the velocity on their paintball gun and i've seen this my mom had a paintball field so growing up i always saw like people would come and there would be sure enough like people that would turn up the velocity and when they get hit or like up close like there was like i think a 20 20 foot uh mandatory like surrender rule, but some people wouldn't tell people to surrender at 20 feet, they'd still shoot them. And then there was just like this huge welt. And I've I've (laughs) seen it like the worst of the worst. So that's kind of what it looked like, but it was a little bit smaller because it was like Orby size. I'm gonna take another break, talk about mantis real quick. Do you have any experience with mantis? Since I
2: do. I've tried it. It's
1: pretty neat. Okay. because I was going to say, since like you've done competition shooting and stuff, yeah. which really helps shooters, you know, like get ready. Like I know, like before I do like a scenario or something like that, scenario events, like a lot of times I'll practice with Mantis and it definitely helps. Like, especially if I haven't shot in a few weeks and I need to get my feet wet again do you remember which ones you used? Like, was it the one that would go like on your handgun? Have you used the one that's, you know, that attaches to your AR, like the Blackbeard so, X?
2: So I've used the handgun one a couple of times. I don't own it, but then a actually a rep from Mantis came to our store of uh, the next shot precision store and showed us the AR 15 one. And we, we actually plan to have some sort of a simulator like that. It, it very well could be theirs if they're listening, um, but they, uh, it's amazing. It's it's really a neat thing because you get the actual trigger feedback and everything. It's really neat.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the AR one because, yeah, you could use your exact same trigger, but they've created a way to reset the trigger without having yeah. to, you know, constantly pull back that charging handle and reset the trigger, which would be a pain. And so it's kind of nice, like you can train with your AR without having to like stop, like pull the trigger, stop, you know, reset the trigger and then, you know, shoot again. Mm-hmm. And they came out with the Blackbeard X, which incorporates like the X system that gives you feedback on your travel, which is like before, during and after you pull that trigger, which shows all of your movement. And then it also shows like your accuracy and maybe like things that you're doing wrong and stuff so that you can improve. But it's been really beneficial. So I would say if you guys are trying to take your training to the next level, or maybe you just can't afford to go to the range all the time, I mean, ammo is still really expensive. Definitely check out mantisx.com and they really have something that would suit everyone's needs. Before we get any more into like, you know, other details about the event and other stuff, give me a quick like rundown as to like, you know, what you do in this industry and What made you go by the name 22LR Marksman?
2: Okay, that's a great question. I've actually debated changing it, but uh, I guess I'll I'll let your viewers decide. But so I moved to Utah in 2006 from Seattle. I I was back there this week to visit family. And when I moved here, I suddenly realized wow, you can see really far because there's not trees everywhere. Because I come from an area that's very dense trees and you have to drive hours to get away from that. So there's not a lot of long-range shooting going on up there. But moving to Utah, it sure opened up you know, new friend groups and new hobbies and passions and things. So I got involved with a group of people who taught long-range shooting classes. They were former Marines, and they taught pistol courses. And I got really into it. And so I'd learned from them, and then I bumped into another group of people who competed in a 22 match that kind of was the same exact principle of long range centerfire rifles, but scaled down.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So the same, you know, we still use you know, the BCs or the bullets and the velocities and all these things, but then, you know, they did centerfire matches too. So I just took what I learned from my Marine friends and started shooting kind of PRS local matches and, and uh, regional matches and things. So for about 10 years, I've competed in various disciplines of shooting and, I can't just let it be. I have to get more involved. So our local range actually where I met you, that that range where Shuta was, I'm the guy who kind of gets Shuta to be there. So they they approached me and said, can we have Shuta here? And I made it work with, we actually plowed a huge area of brush and made room for more parking and things. So anyway, that range used to have a competition and that guy decided to stop his and I just thought this is crazy because now nrl 22 is an organization who is starting up this is 2017 and i just thought it was a great opportunity to show off that we had like a hundred really good shooters in this area that shoot 22s and it was super precise and super you know tough stuff so i thought well with this new entity starting up we could just wipe the floor with everybody because we have like a five-year head start so i just said well if you're not going to do it i'll start a match that's branded as an nrl 22 match and they issue a course of fire once a month and i just provide the range the targets the barricades if it's a ladder or a tank trap or whatever so i provide the space to do it and i've been one of the largest if not the largest in the nation and i've started it in let's see almost six years ago now so yeah it was fall of 2017. So my Instagram name twenty two LR Marksman actually started it to help the other match director showcase his stuff because he's he didn't like Instagram and maybe he's right, but (laughs) his match was called the twenty two Marksman Challenge, and of course one day he goes, hey, uh, I'm going to start an Instagram account. I was told by a social media expert I should do that, and I'm like, well, I told you you should do that, (laughs) jackass. You know? Yeah. So he says, hey, can you change your name? Cause I want, I want that name. I'm like, okay. So I changed, I just dropped the challenge. So it's, I'm, I'm the 22 LR marksman and it is M E N. So it's plural, I guess. But I started it just to showcase this group of great shooters and just kind of be like a journal. And I started it the year. It was my I think, second full year shooting in competition. And I knew I was going to win that year. I beat out like 118 shooters over a year long course, course, you know, match series. And I thought it was a great opportunity to kind of journal this and show a bunch of pictures off that I take at the matches that people took of me. And um, I dropped the challenge because of him, and it just kind of stuck. But I shoot pistols and you know, long-range stuff and just just about everything you can. But I've thought about changing it because everyone thinks that's all I do, but mm-hmm. I do it all. So it morphed a little bit into, well, now I've got you know hundreds of people shooting this match. You know, people aren't there every time, of course. But I've had like 300 unique shooters at this competition, and they all need gear and they need ammo and things. So I started a business called Next Shot Precision, where I outfit, you know, people for my competition. But also, I wanted to start a business that sells products that no one else does. Um, So if you go into the typical gun shop. I don't want to stock that stuff because they can, they can have it. Mm -hmm. I want to stock really high end stuff that no one's ever heard of. And that people think, you know, people think XYZ brand is the best. Well, I've got a whole store of stuff that's better. So we are just about to move into a a warehouse space with a gunsmith and we can thread barrels and chamber barrels and replace barrels or whatever, but we can also do a full service custom rifle. And I mean, actually custom, I don't mean a nice expensive rifle. I mean, i you pick the barrel, you pick caliber and just every little detail. And it's, it's completely your choice. So yeah, it's, it's kind of just, it's been a snowball, I guess, for, for 10 years. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Wow. That's awesome. What are some of the things that you would also provide that like you don't typically see at most gun stores?
2: I think what I've just gotten as feedback is I think the advice, I think there's so many people that get advice. Like I, I have a great story. I tell a lot where I was in Cabela's one time, this has been years ago, and there was a new scope that was released. And this is before I had a business where I could get it myself, but I just wanted to check out this new scope, and I just asked the guy, hey, can I check out that scope? And he pulled it out, and for those listening, the rear of the scope where your eye is is called the diopter. There's a, a ring that you can turn and adjust it. That's kind of a focus for your eye. Like it's a, It's almost like a prescription. It'll focus the reticle. And this old guy behind the counter pulls it out and he cranks it all the way out. He goes, here, you have to, you have to crank this out to see anything. Here you go. Hmm. And I said, no, actually you don't. I said, that's for your eye. I said, you're, mm-hmm. you're 70 years old. So I'm going to crank it back in. Yep. Crystal clear. So I think just the advice that we provide is probably second to none, as far as a gun shop goes, like I said, I've shot competition for 10 years and there's not a lot of guys that have been around more, more bangs than I have, you know, more, more shots fired. Mm-hmm. And just knowing the industry and knowing it, I, okay, I don't want to know. I mean, no, 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 uh, no offense to the normal companies. I don't want to know what the normal Joe stuff is. It's cause it's, it's limited. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're selling to the masses, but if you want something extremely nice, extremely accurate and high end, you know, you can spend the same money on another brand, but you might as well get something that's actually custom.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think that we give really good advice and it's, we kind of say what to buy, but also what not to buy, because we have experience with those things in my competition. There's people that bring their 1022s and they have fun, but they quickly learn that you can't hang, you know, Mm -hmm. um, now you can compete with your friends and that's fine. But if you want to go win the match, that's what I'm saying is you can't, can't really hang with a kind of off the shelf offering. Yeah. So I think the advice is probably the biggest thing. We don't even sell that. It's free. So when people (laughs) come and talk to us, it's just, it's a great conversation. I I kind of, I have a, my wallpaper on my computer is that scene from John Wick 2 when he goes and asks for the sommelier, asks for a tasting. I love that because that's exactly what we try to be like is we want to be the the experts. We want to be absolutely craftsmen and know the industry, know the offerings and know what they pair with, right? Mm (laughs) So I love that scene because it's a one-on-one conversation where he needs this, here's offerings, and you need this. Okay, here's some offerings. We want to know the use case. We want to know why you're why you need it, what if it's just for fun, if you're hunting with it, if you're competing with it, and then we'll kind of narrow down your search. So yeah, it's probably just the, the advice and the the discussion.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna take a quick break real quick, talk about gators. Do you have any experience with gators? I don't, no. I had them on at the Shoe event, and I got a lot of compliments on them. A lot of people actually were like, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to check out those glasses. And I was like, well, here, check out mine. And I let so many people wear them, which is saying a lot for me because I'm kind of a dermaphobe. And it was really hot that day. So everyone's like sweaty. They're dusty because, you know, we're there's like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but just because I'm like, I want people to actually put them on and they can see like how much you can change them so that it fits your face. And not only that, but like, they're really rugged too. It's, it's like quality glasses that, you know, are going to like hold up through all the things that you do. And they just recently came out with a lens called the blast shield, really easy to change out the different lenses. All you have to do is just flip up the nose piece And then you can put like clear lenses or you know darker lenses or something like that depending on what you're doing and at first when i tried them on i was like "Ah, i didn't think i was gonna like them but they're actually like really growing on me and so Mm. and it's just like with any of the other gators ipro that i've used like at first i'm just like i don't know if this is really my type and then after like messing around with it i'm like oh actually this is pretty nice so Um. i would definitely recommend you guys check it out look at their website they have a bunch of different frames it's really quality stuff like I said, you can bend the aluminum frames to fit your face, you could adjust the nose piece, and I guarantee it'll fit like any face out there. And if you want 15% off, make sure you use the URL, that's gators, G-A-T-O-R-Z forward slash Ava, A-V-A, and as I said, it'll get you 15% off. Jim, let's talk about the Night Pro that you were using when I met you. Because you were like, "Yeah, I sell these," and you were like, "Honestly, it's really good quality for the price." And I think it was like, was it like three thousand or something?
2: Not quite. I mean, it was more. So we got into these probably three or four years ago. I just that that industry with night vision and thermal has been exploding. I kind of liken it to the plasma TV or flat screen market in 2008, you know, mm-hmm. everything was super expensive, but really nice. And the price just went down, 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 down over, over years. And now you get a great one for 400 bucks, right? No, that's TVs, not night, night vision. Uh, so I was running, let's see that, that night, I was running a night vision devices single. So that was a dual tube. that night. I'm trying to remember what I had. So that was a white phosphor dual tube. That probably uh, is about 7,000 actually that's just for the tubes and then that's a bmdd so it's a it's a single switch on and off and a single game switch a lot of people like that because you're not adjusting each one there's enough adjustments on these things so having one kind of master switch that does both is nice but um those are really really high quality and you could spend you know three times that easily but the prices actually it took a little tick up because of ukraine But the the industry in a whole is coming down slowly. It's just um, there's more competition, more more companies making them. So,
1: yeah. Nice. I actually got my hands on some night vision this past weekend by accident that has not released yet. I told you about it. Don't mention the name. I don't want to get in trouble because I... I should not have had it. And there was a lot of people contacting me from the company trying to, <laughs> to put out the disaster. But I was—I actually recorded a review about it. And I'm not publishing it. And I verified with the company. Because as soon as I was like, people were like, I don't know if that's come out yet. And I was like, you know what? There's nothing on their website. And so I figured I would be nice and like contact the company because I'm not trying to make enemies with anyone. Even though the video would have gone viral because there's literally no videos out there. I still don't want to, you know, make any enemies in the industry or mess with a product launch or something like that. So I'm just hanging tight to my review. But I did learn quite a bit about like night vision. Like I didn't know that there was the phosphorus and then the digital and the phosphorus is the green and white that you would see, whereas digital, you could actually see like colors and stuff. And I don't know. I definitely want to get more involved with night vision because it's just... I think yeah. like after shooting for so long, it's like yeah, that's cool. But like when you could take it up a notch and try something different, it just it becomes a lot more fun, you know.
2: Sure. And traditionally, the white phosphor is the more expensive. Just. Oh really? Just what, you know the oh yeah. So the reason for that is your eyes recognize kind of black and white a little more naturally than green and black.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
2: just a little more comfortable with your eyes. It just I think your your brain just processes the the information a little better, and then. There is a growing trend of the digital. There's one, I think. One downside with the digital is that there's like a hair delay. Mm. So it's kind of like it's almost like you've got cameras on your head with and screens behind it, kind of like how thermal it is. Yeah. So I'd say that there's only one downside to the digital. It's that where you know you might not have exactly the right timing with things. But yeah. I joke around with my friends. I, I I don't know if you saw. I I had this electric dirt bike there called a Suran at that event. And I was riding around with my friends, and I have an IR headlight, so infrared headlight. And it's really like they were very hesitant to try it because it's like this is it's pitch dark. So I'm not riding this thing around a busy parking lot, <laughs> yeah. But you get on it, and you're like, oh, this is just like I have. I can see like it's it's just like daytime. Wow! Because there's a, there's zero delay in the actual you know night vision. Yeah. So because you're like you're looking through glass, it's just. It's really great. So, wow, pretty
1: cool. Yeah, that's kind of be crazy, actually, if you think about it. Like, you know, to anybody else who's just like doesn't see what you see, and they're like, "Wow, that guy's riding around in the dark." Okay, good luck, buddy.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's obviously a novelty. That's not like we're doing it for yeah, us, but yeah, just being being dumb guys. But yeah,
1: right, yeah, that's really cool. How far have you shot with a twenty-two?
2: <laughs> I know for a fact I've shot in a competition on the clock five hundred and fifty yards from a ladder wow. um so pretty far and that was up a pretty steep hill i think i've shot six or seven just playing around but i actually really want to do that coke can uh thing from grand thumb that guy with the uh i don't know if you see that video there's a guy that he, he claimed he could hit a coke can like under 10 shots at 700 yards with iron sights
1: <laughs> interesting <laughs> um, but no. it,
2: it turned into this big thing and i i, I want to do it obviously with iron sights, that's ridiculous there's no way but I'm going to do it because uh, I, I I don't think I've shot quite that far. And that's a really small target. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to try that.
1: I know. Try. I think I think the biggest thing for me would just be like seeing the freaking target.
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe paint it neon orange or something like that and yeah. see it better. But I, I know. know. I don't know if it's cheating or not.
1: Yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> that's cool. And then <laughs> lastly, if anybody wants to get involved in any of your matches that are taking place in Utah, what can they do to to sign up?
2: So my MindMatch specifically, you can go to hobblecreek22.com. So H-O-B-B-L-E, creek22, the number, dot .com. Um, that's where you can get our schedule and sign up. And F- there's a bunch of FAQs, you know, like what what should I bring, that type of stuff. But in general, I'm guessing most people listening to this may not be in my neighborhood or in my county, but um, you can go to nrl22.com or org, I or think it's not org now. And you can do actually a search. So you can type in your zip code and search for a local match. It's it's pretty, pretty fun. Everyone's super welcoming and there's no, I mean, it's competition, but people are very happy to help. So.
1: Okay, cool. And then if people want to follow you on social media, is do you just have an Instagram or do you also, are you on Facebook and Twitter and all that?
2: I mean, I have Facebook, but I don't, I mean, I'm getting away from Facebook because they banned me so much and oh, all yeah. that. I, 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 one year recently I was. I think banned from commenting or liking or posting for nine months of the 12 months so it's like i'm just getting tired of it yeah. um but that's how you know i post good stuff see yeah right, right? i know <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah if, you're, yeah, if mostly... you're not getting banned that means you're not posting good stuff
2: totally yeah come on <laughs> get with the program people yeah but um i actually was uh deleted from instagram basically all of fall and spring and i had a buddy i didn't know worked at freaking facebook and he called me and goes hey i'll get it back for you so yeah. I got it back, but mostly my Instagram, two, LR marks, M E N. That's where I post most of my stuff. But I also have the business one next shot precision as well.
1: Okay. And that was next shot precision. Correct. Okay. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Before we talk about the rest of the show, I want to talk about IWI. One of my favorite edc's is the masada slim i think out of all of the micro compact guns the masada slim shoots the best and it has a really great trigger best of all is the price msrp is only 450 so that means that most stores are probably going to be charging like roughly give or take under or at 400 it's pretty close in size between like the p365 and the p365 xl It has a 3.6 inch barrel. It's optic ready right out of the box. And then it's compatible with like the Shield optic footprint so that you could use like the Hollison 507K, Romeo Zero, and similar like slim micro dots. Sights are the same as the normal Masada but you could always change that out. Like I said, Trigger, super crisp and clean, nice reset. And then it comes with two 13-round mags, but it's also compatible with the Jericho mags, which hold 17 rounds. Just, I mean, a lot of benefit and just a nice little package. If you guys wanna check out more about the Masada Slim, head on over to iwi.us. And don't forget, if you find anything in their web store, which they have a bunch of different stuff, they sell optics, accessories, all kinds of stuff, extra magazines. If you use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word, you're going to get 15% off your entire order. And again, that is IWI.US.
0: Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF.
1: Today in politics, Judge Rules Oregon Gun Control Bill Constitutional. And, Jim, I don't know how much you keep up to date with everything happening in politics around the country. It's just it feels like there's so much that it is hard to keep up with everything that's yeah. going on, especially if you're not living in that state. But, yeah, so bad news. So the judge, U.S. District Judge Karen Ermer, Ermerger, Ermerger in Oregon ruled on Monday that the state's gun control measure 114 is constitutional. She stated, plaintiffs have not shown that the Second Amendment protects large capacity magazines defined as magazines capable of firing 11 or more rounds without reloading. And even if the Second Amendment were to protect large capacity magazines, this court finds that defendants have established that Oregon's restrictions on the use and possession of large capacity magazines are consistent with the nation's history and tradition of firearm regulation. Basically, in stating this, she's definitely showing you know her ignorance. The amount of mags holding 11 or more rounds in use far exceeds the definition of quote-unquote common use. She continued by saying the Supreme Court has held that the Second Amendment protects an individual right to self-defense inside and outside the home. LCMs are not commonly used for self-defense, which... LCM is large capacity magazine, are not commonly used for self-defense and are therefore not protected by the Second Amendment, which is kind of bullshit because nearly every single concealed carrier uses large capacity magazines in states that allow them, including Oregon before this bill. Mm -hmm. The law is still unenforceable in Oregon pending a state court challenge that is scheduled for September. This case will be appealed by the Ninth Circuit before that time, though, The outcome of this will likely be affected by the ruling still pending from the Ninth Circuit on California's MAG ban case, which is back before Judge Benitez, who struck it down originally. So I guess time will tell, but I'm sure that how it pans out in California will kind of set the precedent for how it will in other states. But it's just like so dumb.
2: Yeah, it's so dumb. And do you know if this is where they're saying no new sales or are they saying no mags, period. I was... That's kind of how the Washington, like I, I have friends in Washington still, and it seems like they're saying no guns can be sold with high capacity, so keep what you have but nothing new. That just seems like so ridiculous. Like how, how do they keep track of
1: that? I know. So, well, that's kind of like in Colorado. It was like July 1st, 2013 that they passed the large mag capacity ban. And it's so stupid because even now you could walk into any gun store in Colorado and buy a 30 round mag. They're not even selling it as a mag, like as a parts kit anymore, because even like law enforcement has said, they can't stay on top of it. Like they can't enforce it. Right. Mags aren't serialized. So you could easily just say, you know, if you're grandfathered into owning it, you just say, Yeah, I got this magazine before July first of twenty thirteen. And yeah. how are they going to argue with that? And then, but yeah, I mean, it's not like any of these laws, it's just not really enforceable. And like, what are they supposed to do with all of the magazines out there? Are yeah. we supposed to, you know, destroy? And I don't know exactly what they said in Washington, but that's kind of what they said in Colorado once they passed it is like gun stores can't sell guns that, or they can sell the guns, but they can't sell the magazines with the guns or they could only, you know, if they did sell that specific model, it had to come with a, you know, a 10 round mag, you know, like a restricted gun. Like a California
2: version? Yeah. yeah.
1: But I don't know. And then on top of that, like even for me, having an FFL I could still order whatever I want so like even if manufacturers you know let's say they're like okay well we can't ship to Colorado anymore which I don't think many have said that but even then they'll ask for my FFL and then they can ship me whatever I want because who's to say that I'm going to sell it to somebody in Colorado versus sell it online and ship it to a state that doesn't have that law yeah
2: yeah, it's just it's
1: so dumb
2: it just seems like there's these judges out there, and obviously politicians too. That they're kind of regulating an industry that they have no understanding of. <laughs> so it just they get these like derailed, you know, train accident type of situations where it's like, look, this is completely impossible to enforce. Like, I have a buddy, that, you know, like everybody in Washington before their ban, they buy a million bags and it's like, I have a lifetime supply, and what are you going to do about it? It's like. I look at it like this, Ava. I love my lawn. I, I do like lawn care for my lawn, like I'm it's like my third child. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I look at it like what they're trying to do is they're trying to kind of ban seeds for weeds, right? Like like no more dandelion seeds. But you've got a whole yard full of dandelions. So what they're going to do next is say, okay, here we're going to get the weed killer out next, and they're going to they're going to get rid of everything. I mean, they're going to get rid of those mags that you have because there's going to be one idiot that does a shooting or something like that. And they're going to say, look, that's why we have to get rid of these These guys. Are, you know, these mags are still out there. We got to get rid of these. Mm-hmm. And they're going to just kind of ratchet and tighten and tighten and get more and more things banned. So I kind of feel like that's what's coming next. Maybe. I know. But- Yeah. I don't know. No, I I agree. Yeah.
1: Well, look at some of the other laws. Like if you had a gun that they're outlawing, they were saying that like, okay, your grandfathered into owning it, but once you die, that gun dies with you. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's, you know, I mean, again, who's to say like guns are a little bit easier to trace than magazines, but I don't think that people are going to go and hand over their guns. But I think that, you know, if they do leave it down to people in their family or something like that, I mean, it's, or even magazines. I mean, eventually, I don't know, it's just, it's definitely kind of interesting. And it's interesting to see how they're coming at this. And Mm -hmm. because what are they going to do? I mean, there's like millions and millions of guns in the world. Not to mention, I mean, there's even more than that of magazines and high capacity magazines. So it's like, and that, you know, isn't like a gun where it's not a serialized item. So how are they going to come after and eventually, and like, do you think that they're not going to be sold on the black market? So then once again, you know, I'm going to sound like I'm, you know, repeating myself over and over again, but again, criminals are going to get it. And then law abiding citizens that like, don't want to go against the law are going to hand over their stupid magazines. And now they are left with 10 rounds when somebody comes after them, you know, with a 30 round.
2: Yeah. Who's a criminal Who's the actual criminal? Not yeah. Not, not a, I know. You're not so. a magazine banned criminal. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. But definitely, guys, don't get complacent. Just stay active. Have these conversations with people. Let people know like how stupid these laws are and how, you know, I mean, it's really it's not solving the issue. Moving forward, Caldwell. One thing, you know, I was thinking about, and I talked about this on my new podcast, Pew Pew Panel, because we do mail call and I just got these in the mail the other day, but it is, I have it on my desk actually right here. It is the flash bang target hit indicator.
2: I just saw those, yeah.
1: And yeah, so this would actually be really cool if like you were hitting steel, let's say with your 22 and you're like, all right, here it is. It's out 600 yards and I want to know if I hit it. Well, obviously the 22 round is going to be, you know, that bullet's so small that like, you're probably not going to hear that hit on the steel, but you no. will see, you know, once it hits that flashlight appears and mm-hmm. you could actually use this all the way up to a, a mile. It'll work. You could see it. And it just, I've, I saw that shot show. I can't wait to put it on my range and like really test this out. It says that it has a mile visibility So even if you were shooting, let's say like a decent, you know, caliber two, two, three, five, five, six, you may not hear it at a mile, like, you know, hit or miss. So that's also where this would come in handy. And then it does have a pretty long battery life. It takes three AA batteries, which I like because it's not like an uncommon battery. And then Mm -hmm. it says it should last 30,000 impacts. So that's like quite a bit of shooting. Yeah.
2: That's more ammo than I can afford, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, I feel like you'll probably never have to change out the battery in your lifetime. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would definitely recommend getting it. They have a bunch of other stuff. I believe this thing is, it's under 30 bucks, if that. I mean, it's a really inexpensive item that I think a lot of people need. And if you use the code GUNFUNNY10 on top of that, all one word, you're going to get 10% off your entire order.
2: That's crazy. That's a really good deal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours.
1: All right. Today's Q&A is what are your plans for your birthday? And since I already talked about that, I want to bring up something else. So yesterday I went to the movies for the first time by myself. Like I've actually never gone to the movies by myself, which sounds... Kind of dumb because it's not like you're going to a restaurant by yourself where you're just sitting there, you know, alone eating and everyone can see you. Like you're in the movies, it's dark, nobody can see each other. But yeah, I just still felt kind of weird about it. But I really just needed to get out of the house. And I saw the Barbie movie came out. And I don't know. I know I mean I'm I'm pretty girly. Um, I like guns, but I'm also, you know, I I still like girly stuff. And I grew up with Barbies. So I definitely wanted to see the movie just to kind of bring back like childhood memories, you know, and so I was actually really impressed with it. I thought that it was really funny. It was kind of funny because Ken and Barbie, they go to the real world at one point and Ken realizes like, oh my gosh, like in Barbie land, all the women rule, like, you know, there's the women doctors, construction workers you know, like everything. And the Ken's just like stay on the beach and they're just kind of like arm candy to a degree, but the Barbies don't even really like them. And then when they go to the real world, Ken is like, oh my gosh, like men rule the world. It's the total opposite. And so he goes back and like tells the Ken dolls, you know, and so they try to change Barbie land, but it was pretty hilarious. And I don't know. It just... I think that people should watch it, but oddly enough, there's a lot of controversy about it. And after watching it, I'm still just like, I don't really understand the whole controversy, like something with a map and like with one of the Asian countries. I know Ginger Gates, like Matt Gates' wife, she watched it and she was like, I wasn't a fan because it didn't include family or religion, which it's like, yeah, it's Barbie. Like Barbie's kind of Barbie. like meant to kind of tell women like, hey, you can be a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that. Like you don't have to be a stay at home mom. And not saying like I totally agree with it, but it's like kind of nice that women can understand that there's like more to life than just making babies and having a family. And then as far as like religion, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like people get so controversial about so many things that it's like, You just have to pick and choose. Like, I think we need to stop getting so offended over everything. There was one transgender person in there, which they weren't like, Oh, this is transgender Barbie. And they showed her like him, her, whatever, maybe twice. And I was just like, wait, is that a dude dressed up like a girl? Like I was thinking it, but like, they didn't say it in the movie. And then later on when I was researching the movie, it did come out that like, yeah, it's some transgender actor. But I don't think that it was like that woke, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know.
2: I think there's there's plenty of people on the right side that are like anti woke and they're looking for every little inch, which I can't that's wrong to look for. But yeah, I think sometimes they're like up in arms about the slightest little thing. And I yeah. think we need to like kind of be like chill a little bit sometimes yeah, too. Like, I
1: agree, like on both know? sides, because they were saying yeah. how the right hates the Barbie movie. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think I'm like super right wing like there's a lot of things that I'm kind of in the middle about but even then I'm like I saw the movie and I was not offended and I think we need to stop being offended by everything and it was kind of nice to like have them bring back you know like like actual feminism not like you know like oh women can do this but like even having a woman that looks like a freaking woman nowadays Yeah, you know like I don't know. Yeah, so it was kind of nice. I think I might actually go to the movies more often by myself. <laughs>
2: you no, know, I've actually had this thing like I, I I'm self employed and I have a lot of downtime sometimes, and I've always thought I'm gonna go to movies alone and watch what I want to watch where you know I I can choose and I can just do it and I've never I I've, I've thought that for 15 I've never done it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well I, I, I d- guess I'm
2: busy. <laughs> I
1: do recommend it. You don't have to share your popcorn with anybody. You don't have to like uh, have them talking like oh those so funny and you're like yeah yeah I laughed too like. Keep watching the movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Smith & Wesson. You know what you might want to check out, if you have it, is the M&P 5.7. That, I think, is, like, one of the best 5.7 pistols on the market, and that's because of their new tempo barrel and the way that it's, like, a two-part internal rotary lock system where the barrel doesn't move until the bullets almost out of the barrel. As a result, it like really reduces that recoil. I mean, it was already, you know, very little recoil as it was, but then they found a way where it just, it feels like a 22. And I was really a big fan of it. The magazines, those were the only things that I kind of had issue, kind of had to break them in because that spring was just so stiff, but Mm. it comes with a little speed loader, which I only found out after, you know, the first couple of times that I had to load it that that's what that was. But yeah, it's like a really nifty little gun and just lots of fun. And the 22 Magnum that they came out with is supposed to be very similar. So if you guys are looking just for like a nice, fun, plinking gun, Definitely check out those. You could find out more information about it at smith-wesson.com.
0: Tacti Talk, discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now.
1: Today in Tacti Talk, so SIG debuts Romeo X series. Have you seen anything about this? About I that?
2: have, yeah. I just did the other night. It was pretty neat.
1: I actually haven't heard about it, but I haven't really been too active online. But yeah, so Sig just released their new red dot, the Romeo X series. Some of their previous like pistol-mounted red dots while they were quite affordable, have suffered somewhat in the durability front. The Romeo X is based on their M17 military grade optic and built from 7075 aluminum with a new patent pending, don't quote me on this, beryllium copper flexure arm. Beryllium is like a type that that it was made out of. I, I don't know how the hell you pronounce it, um, but it's adjustment system. So in other words, it's built like a tank. The Romeo X Series has a pro version for full-size pistols, which uses the Delta Point footprint and a compact for micro pistols with the Shield RMSC, also known as like the Hollison and 507K footprint. The sealed housing incorporates a high-efficiency red LED emitter with a 2 MOA dot and a 32 MOA circle, rated for 20,000 hours, depending on the brightness. It also uses MoTAC, which stands for Motion Activated Illumination, MagneticTAC, which stands for Magnetic Activation, and then DARK, which is Dark Adaptive Reticles and Coatings technology. They have 15 brightness settings, including night vision options and a side-mounted CR1632 battery compartment so that you don't have to lose your zero when you change the battery. They're designed with a low mounting height so that you could also co-witness with your standard sights. The only downfall of this is kind of the MSRP. They're kind of expensive for SIG optics. The Romeo X Compact is 519, and then the Romeo X Pro is 589, which is a little higher than like the competition out there. But it definitely looks like a pretty solid red dot. I would like to get my hands on one and see. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of nice that just like Vortex, like they're offering all different kinds, you know, like they have like their lower end where you can get a red dot for like a little over a hundred bucks, or you can get something a little more durable for more money. So I kind of feel like that's sort of the approach that they're taking.
2: Not a bad, not a bad way to do it, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Franklin Armory. Have you ever shot binary trigger?
2: I have, yeah, yeah, a lot of fun.
1: Which one did you shoot like AR nine millimeter um, it was
2: the nine millimeter Yeah.
1: oh cool. I'm trying to think if I have so I have a ZZ and I really want to put a binary trigger on that because I just think it'd be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, that'd be fun.
1: But yeah, so I have quite a few and it is just it's so much fun. I think if you guys have it and I know I've been saying this now like every episode, if you haven't done it, do it. It's so much fun. Like I said, I want to put it mine on my CZ scorpion. And the trigger is made to be compatible with like the new Evo 3 Plus and most of the older Evo 3 S's. So if you have a CZ Evo and you want to do it in like nine millimeter, you know, that's also an option. And I think the one for the CZ is 519. But like I said, they also have them for a bunch of other calibers as well. Don't forget to use the code AVA. That's A-V-A. And you're going to get 10% off. And the website is franklinarmory.com. And now it's time to wrap up. So, unfortunately, there's no iTunes reviews. And I don't know what the hell is going on. Like, there has not been a review since early June. And all I keep thinking is, like, I mean, I know people are watching the show. I've seen the numbers. There's downloads. Although, it gets kind of tricky because sometimes, you know, people just have it on auto download, but then they don't listen. Or maybe I'm thinking that a lot of people that have already left reviews are just like, I don't know. They don't want to leave another one but it's kind of frustrating and it kind of is hurting my feelings a little bit. (laughs) So guys, if you haven't left a review, if nothing else, you know what? My birthday's coming up. If you could leave a review for my birthday, I would really greatly appreciate that. Just so that I know that, you know, I'm actually talking to people out there and that you guys are listening. And if you have an iPhone, it's really easy. Just search for the podcast app, search for gun funny, (laughs) scroll down see where it says review and you could leave a review. And then also if you guys haven't tuned into the new podcast Pew Pew panel, it's a lot of fun. It's about two and a half weeks in, we have almost 500 subscribers on YouTube. Um, but if you, you know, wouldn't mind following us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, just search for Pew Pew panel. That would also be greatly appreciated. And then if you also enjoy the show and you want to support it, consider becoming a Patreon. You get access to our patron-only Facebook group, which is a lot of fun. Also, you get entered to win a $300 gift certificate from Blown Deadline, who does some of the best Cerakote work in the industry. And then I also want to thank the $25 Patreons, who are Corbin Bonafide, Say Colsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Calamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Ridings, and William Knave. And then king of the Patreon is Jon Snow. And Jim, thank you so much for making time. I know you're busy. And, you know, the gun industry isn't your full-time job. And you have a bunch of other things. You wear many hats like I do. So I do appreciate you making the time to come on the show and, you know, filling us in on what you do and all the hard work that you put to, you know, doing these matches and stuff. So thanks for keeping the 2A community alive. Can you just remind people once again, where they can follow you on Instagram?
2: Uh, first of all, you're welcome. Uh, secondly, uh, Instagram is 2-2-L-R marks men, All
1: right. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I will see you next week. And Jim, once again, thank you.
2: You're welcome. I'm writing your review right now.
1: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yay. Happy birthday to me. (laughs) Yeah.
2: All right.
1: Thank you.
0: Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else? Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.